Hi guys and welcome to episode 21 of the Nintendo Village podcast, your weekly half-hour Nintendo show. I am your host, Phil Myth, and I am joined, of course, by Mr. Gary Gray. As ever, say hi, Gary. Uh, hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. <laughs> uh, fun show for you this week. We've been playing some games, and we've both been playing some new games and stuff. It's not just Fortnite and other things. Uh, there's a few, well, there's some big news to talk about because there's the Animal Crossing Direct last week. We didn't predict, did we kind of predict the Direct last week, or did we just rant that we didn't have one, and then we ended up getting one in between recording the show and posting it? We did what every other leaker did. It's next week, and then it doesn't happen. Oh, no, it's next week, and then it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, it's next week. You see? I told you. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, a couple of other bits of news, and then we've got uh, an interesting topic for you towards the end of the show. So stick around for all that cool stuff. Right, so we'll kick off with some games we've been playing this week. Uh, I'll go first. I've been playing Warface, which was the free-to-play uh, FPS that dropped on Switch kind of out of nowhere last week. Uh, I haven't played a ton of it. i played a little bit. Uh, I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's quite a good shooter. We didn't really have a lot of um, shooters on Switch, right? And so I think this is a, a great addition. It's great that it's free to play. It's not a hero shooter, which I haven't played a ton of, but I'm never like a huge fan of those so far. Although I have got Overwatch like ready there to dive into at some point. Um, so this is much more sort of like a COD-esque setup. Uh, it's obviously not as elaborate or anything as COD. And I don't know if I will carry on playing it tons because if i want that fix i probably will just boot up card on my xbox but um for a genre that's missing on switch i think this for what i play so far it's a pretty solid entry so is there walls and ramps there's walls and ramps <laughs> uh it does do a couple of little things though which i quite like which i've not seen before so you can uh sort of put yourself with your back to a wall and give your uh teammates like a leg up Oh, that's cool. On, onto things. Yeah. So it, it adds an extra level of verticality that you don't necessarily see and you have to think about because although you can't like jump up there, somebody might have given someone a boost up. You can only do it on certain sections of each map, I think. You can't just do it on any old ledge. Um, but it's still quite an interesting mechanic. Uh, it was quite cool to see in there. Yeah, I mean, all these free-to-play games um, are really cool. Like, I like the idea of them. Uh like you say, with the Call of Duty thing, a lot of them don't have the same staying power. Uh, for me, it's literally only being Fortnite, and I think that's mainly just because of the um, cross-platform play. Do you know if this has got cross-platform on it? I'm not sure. I don't think it has as yet, but I think the developers have said that it's something they may look at a little ways down the line. I think, and fair play, they've basically said they're isolating the Switch players to start with, so everyone mm. can kind of get up to speed and know what they're doing. And then I think they're going to move into some cross-platform play a little later on. Don't hold me to that. I'd have to double-check it, but I think that's what they said. Yeah, they did that with Fortnite, and it was a good move because uh, as soon as they let the other players in, you knew about it, right? Like, you, you would land on a map and get killed straight away. And uh, I think that one of the things with the Switch is that the thumbsticks aren't really very good, especially on the Joy-Cons for uh, shooters. So without the motion control capabilities in some games, it's quite easy to get killed. So do, do you know if this has got motion controls in it all? Uh, so it does have a bit of gyro, which which comes in handy for the fine-tuning. You make a good point on the Joy-Con front. I haven't actually played it with the Joy-Con. I've just been playing it docked with the Pro Controller. Uh, so I can't really talk to what that's like. I'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, it does have the gyro thing, which you know I know some people don't like it, but I, I quite like 
that extra level of finesse it gives you. I guess I'm just used to playing Splatoon and it kind of goes from there. Right, well, I've been playing one of my favourite games of all time, which is Sonic 2. This time it's the Sega Ages edition, which uh, the Sega Ages Sonic 1 came out in 2018, and it basically um, did emulation right. It added a load of stuff. It added new mechanics. It added the uh, spin-off Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and all that sort of stuff, as well as the drop dash off Sonic Mania. And this one is no exception. It's got the exact same stuff in. It's got the drop dash included. It's got playable Knuckles, which is only normally when you add Sonic and Knuckles and plug Sonic 2 into into the top. It's got save states. It's got different screen resolutions and effects like scan lines and all that stuff. It's got new modes on it. So it's got like a 100 ring challenge where you play the first level, get 100 rings, cross a line, and you get put onto a leaderboard, see how you pitched against everybody else. That's Uh, cool. And it's also got a a mode called ring saver mode, which is like an easy mode, I suppose, because uh, if you get hit, you don't lose all your rings, just, just some of them which uh, is great for people who struggle to do the special stages uh, to unlock that lovely supersonic spoilers for a 1992 game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I played it to its completion with supersonic unlocked. Um, I'm going to be honest a little bit now. I did use the save states for that last chaos emerald because uh, I've done this game a thousand times before. And uh, that last level is, ah, as a kid, I had to replay the game so many times because there wasn't any save points or save states or anything like that um, just to get supersonic. And by the time you get him, you get him for like the last couple of levels and that's it. So once I found the cheats out, that was it. I used to use that. But I wanted to do it properly, but uh, I couldn't essentially because I, I ran out of um, places to do it. So I used the save state for the last Chaos Emerald. And that's what's good about these things, you know. Sometimes like I didn't want a pressure-filled playthrough because i've done it a thousand times before like i say so just just having that ability to just like yeah i can just reset it if i lose was uh was definitely welcoming it that's cool uh i might actually pick that up myself because sonic 2 is the well the only one i played really back in the day um Mm. i think my brother had a mega drive um and that was the sonic game that we had so i always liked sonic 2 um it was one. It is one of my favorite games of all time, and it was the one that I grew up with. Uh, as I've got older, I've much preferred Sonic One, and I think yeah. the reason is is because it gets a lot more difficult towards the end, uh, and some of the levels are a bit more clever. Like I really like underwater levels. I'm one of those weirdos that like water levels and ice levels and stuff like that. Yeah, um, you've lost me. <laughs> and Labyrinth Zone in Sonic One is just beautiful. Let's <laughs> see. I always hate on, on all the underwater bits in. Uh, the casino zone is it? I forget uh, what it's called. But what? yeah, it's uh, oh, chemical plant. Yeah, yeah, chemical plant. Yeah. It, yeah. So no, um, yeah, it's actually uh, you know, it, it's great that they like retrofit some of these stuff with uh, new moves. Um, maybe one day Nintendo will take a leaf out of its book and and try something like that. But uh, I do like Sega's retro offerings. They're always really good. And I've actually been playing another platformer. Uh, one called Kunai, which is uh, what people like to call a Metroidvania, which basically means that at points you can walk left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a fun little twitchy, controlled sort of uh, action platformer. Uh, you basically play as a... What I can, essentially, I'm going to put it in layman's terms. It's an iPad versus the old uh, PCs. 
Uh, you're basically a robot with like a a, a tablet for a face uh and uh you're you pick up a katana and that's your weapon you can slash and hack the the other computers to your enjoyment uh but you also pick up these things called kunai which are basically like uh imagine zelda's hookshots in fact twilight princess is probably the best best reference for this because you had the double hookshots right uh, you've essentially got that in a 2D platformer. So SL and S, SL and SR. No, ZL and ZR. <laughs> I think a joy can only. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> basically, shoot uh, these these things in the direction of which button you press, and uh, you can like sort of swing off the walls and stuff. Uh, it's great. It's a good mechanic. Uh, it doesn't really open up to use them to its full potential. It's normally little corridors, so you know there's not that much. It's not like Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4 where you're freely swinging around. But it is a good little mechanic, and uh, I've enjoyed the game so far. I've already hit a few. I'm not even far in, but I've hit a few points which have uh, irritated me, like right. not having a map from the get-go irritates me. Like it was, it's something that used to be. In every game, right? Zelda's my favorite game. You never used to get the map when you started. Um, I think we're past that now. And I did go the wrong way at the beginning, which is my own dumb fault, but not having a map really made it infuriating. And Yeah, I think that was, funny enough, I think that was why, and people are going to shout at me for this, but it's why I kind of fell away of Hollow Knight. Yeah. Because every time you got to a new area, you had to go and find the map for that area. And I just got lost so many times and it just wasn't fun because I wasn't sure where it was I was supposed to be going and things. See, um, I, I do like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the map front. I do like it in some of the, some of, like Zuzi's Zard was a reference again. I do like it how, how some games let you see where you've been and then when you unlock the map, it shows you the rest of the place. Metroid's really good for that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wish Kunai was like that, except you try to get to the map and it's like, nah, nah you haven't unlocked it. But uh, I also hit uh, basically what I can refer to as Zelda reference yet again, uh, called The Lost Woods, uh, which is one of those uh, puzzles where you go to walk out the screen and then whoops, you're somewhere else where you've already been. And again, stumped the enjoyment of the game a little bit there. But I'm hoping that these are just the the start of the game, like the, the, the few things at the beginning and that the rest of the game is going to open up. But so far, like, the mechanics and the gameplay have been really good. I've just hated these little... Basically, navigation. Navigation's bad in, in it so far, I would say. But now I've got the map, which you had to do that awkward bit to get the map. Uh, and now I'm out of there. Hopefully, it's going to open up a bit and it's going to be a bit easier to navigate because I'd rather those sort of games be about how you're going to get to that place, not where the hell am I? I need to find a way out of here. So yeah, other than that, I've I have been really enjoying it. Like I say, uh, the the first boss was a really good uh, fight. I actually played that before at EGX Res uh, last year. Um, can't wait to get stuck into it. There will be a review up on site at some point of that. Um, so basically, stay tuned. That's cool. Oh, you will. Uh, I have been playing another game this week as well, uh, which I think is out in a couple of days' time. It might even be out. I have to double check with the least, but it might be out when this goes live. Uh, called Ganbear Super Strikers, which is a football game or soccer to our American listeners. Uh, but it's a strategy one. So you're moving your players around on a grid, much like you would with Fire Emblem or Advance Wars, something like that. Uh, and then you have to basically, you get two moves for each player, and it's seven aside, two moves for each player each turn. 
And so you can use those moves to move a couple of squares, or you can pass the ball if you've got the ball, or if you don't have the ball, you can tackle, or or if you've got the ball, you can shoot as well. So if you if you're close to goal, uh, and then depending on the stats of your player, which because every each player has their own experience points and they have different abilities and things as well, which I'll talk about in a sec. Um, depends on what sort of score they get when they do an action. And so, say I decide to pass a ball four squares across to a player, it generates a random number based on my stats, and then that number gradually decreases as the ball travels to the other player. And then if there's a opposing player on the path of that pass, if you like, or he's stood next to the receiving player, then he will have a block uh, score, which generates another random number. And then if that depletes the entire number that's left on the ball's trajectory, they intercept. Or if they don't, then it knocks off that amount of score from the ball's trajectory. And that way, if the, the ball's score is close to zero by the time it reaches the target player, uh, you might not control it and you'll lose possession and stuff. It sounds more complicated than it actually is. It actually works really well and I've been really quite enjoying it. It's quite difficult. I'm only playing it on normal difficulty, but I've lost quite a few matches and had to sort of like go back to previous games and grind a little bit. And basically you're just working your way through, apparently you're trying to get to the World Cup. Uh, and I think there's like 14 games in this first bit and then I think there's like another bit after that going from the menus don't hold me to that um but it's it's really cool it's a really unique take on on a football game right it's not just like a fifa or a, um something more arcadey like smash football it's just a, it's a proper it's essentially a tactical rpg but with football on it uh so i'm really quite enjoying that uh, again that we'll have a review up on that at some point um but if you like your your tactical rpg type sort of games uh I reckon I'd recommend this from what I've played so far. It's quite cool. Right then, to some news. Uh, obviously, the big thing last week was the Animal Crossing Direct. We won't go too deep into it because we've talked a lot about Animal Crossing on this show the past couple of weeks. Uh, and much of the stuff we've talked about was kind of covered off. Um, but uh, my hype levels are through the roof now. Uh, the big thing for me was the, first of all, you're able to place your villagers' tents and things wherever the hell you want, so they're not going to destroy your flower beds and things when they move in. And the second thing is that you can, like, terraform the island. So you can, like, throw in mud into rivers and fill them out, or you could build cliffs and dig out lakes and things. It, it absolutely blew me away. Uh, have you got any, like, quick thoughts on the direct? Have you, are you going to get Animal Crossing? Have you decided yet? Because I know you say that like, you're not a huge fan, but then you've ended up buying them all. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my body. I I can't answer that question uh, because <laughs> I want it for the social aspect, but they still don't have educated voice chat, and mm. that's not the biggest deal. But it looks like you can't text off the game as well, right? That has to be through the phone. Yeah, so there there is text chat. Um, that's done through the Switch Online app. I don't know if there's a, a keyboard thing within the game that you can use. Uh, if there was, I don't think they showed it in the direct. Because, um, but I yeah, for the most part, you have to use your phone. A Joy-Con grip that's got a keyboard in the middle. Right. So I would have liked to have used that. And by the look of it, it's saying no, 
you can't voice chat through the system and no you can't text chat through the system so i've got some gripes and uh <laughs> it the more i find out about this game the less i'm looking forward to it like in some ways there's there's things that i'm I think, wow, they've finally done it. Like, not like surprised that it's there, like the terraforming, because it should have been there, like by now. And oh, uh, really? That that really surprised me. I never would have expected that in a million really? years. See, I, th- yeah. I think they was always taking that step from New Leaf. New Leaf was the one that was sort of opened the door and, like, you know, was giving it that push. But um, that sort of stuff is is the stuff I like. Like, I like the building. I like the house customizations. I love all that stuff. The characters are cute, but they don't really do much in terms of dialogue I've always found in Animal Crossing. And I know a lot of people say, but this game's got tons of dialogue. But to me, it's always the same thing. It's always, hey, Nutmeg, here, take this. Take it to someone else. Or what a wonderful day, Nutmeg. Don't get stung by the bees. And uh, why, why is your character called Nutmeg? No, this, I remember the one character. I don't know the names, so forgive me. But there was one who used to always call me Nutmeg. And I was like... The name's Gary, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I am calling you Nutmeg from it. this day forward, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Animal Crossing, right? I do. I really do. At the same time, it, it just irritates me because <laughs> I loved The Sims. And I always throw comparisons up and people are going to, you right, Gary, you can't compare The Sims to Animal Crossing. Well, I, well, I have, okay? <laughs> so, so just live with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like the simplicity of Animal Crossing and how easy it is to do the houses up and stuff like that. I I actually like that. Like the Sims could be overbearing at times. But I hated the job system on Animal Crossing. I hated how you got bells. I hated catching bugs and taking them to Tom Nook for pennies at a time. Like I I wish that there was just a job system where it's like your character just goes off and does whatever. Like if you're not there 9 to 5, give him a 9 to 5 job. So when you're at work, he's at work. When you're at school, he's at school, whatever it is. And then you come back and they've got some money, but they might be tired or they might need, uh, you know, this or that. They might need to talk to friends, something. And uh, I still haven't got that feeling that they've shook that with this game yet. So my two biggest gripes are still there. My two biggest gripes that I've always had with Animal Crossing are still there. And like everything else is like, perfecting they've done everything else that they need, i wanted them to do right except for the two things i've always wanted them to nail fair enough so that's uh maybe then so that's this episode <laughs> of gary's gripes <laughs> now on to fun times with phil <laughs> tell me phil yeah uh, no i'm i'm we need you to reel this back in before we lose we lose all <laughs> of the listeners yes no i am i am so hyped for this i've booked the day off work uh for it and my girlfriend's away. She goes away two days before that. So I've got, I'm going to have like a long weekend. I'm going to have all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'm just going to be creating my island. I still haven't decided on the name of my island. I need to figure it out. Uh, but I am, yeah, my height levels are through the roof for this. I, I can't believe just the level of customization they've gone through, like with the crafting and then the terraforming and the paths and the houses and the, you know, the happy home designer way of moving things around. Uh, it's just, it's it's everything I could have ever wanted from Animal Crossing, except for cloud saves, obviously. But apart from that, yes, I, it ticks all my boxes. See, the, the house customization thing, how good have they made that? Like, that is, you know, uh, 
See, I'm talking myself into it now. Stop yeah, it! Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, away from Animal Crossing, uh, we've had Cooking Mama uh, has apparently been confirmed for Switch. I think it was a Dutch retailer dropped the trailer mm. out of nowhere. Accidentally, it would appear, as I don't think there's been any official announcement for it. Um, are you a Cooking Mama fan? I've never actually played the series. You know, you're saying that. I'm sure I saw the trailer in English. But, but yeah, anyway, was, yeah. that's beside the point. I had Cooking Mama. Um, right. I have never touched the game, so I could not tell you if it's any good or not. <laughs> it looks right, like well, a great thing to play with kids. Um, yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe this time I could play with Erica. But um, no, pretty blank on that one, to be honest. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go away and play the one that you've got and let us know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on from that then. But Cookie Mama fans, <laughs> that... there's a game coming apparently. I know. We've just had uh, the greatest conversation about Cookie Mama. Yeah, it's like, it's a game. One dead. To play, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, uh, Sakurai in his Famitsu column has basically confirmed what we, I think we kind of guessed, right? That Fighters Pass Volume 2 will be the last of the DLC for Smash Brothers. Which is fair enough. You know, it's what, like two, it'll be about two, two and a half years worth of DLC um, after release once uh, Fighters Pass Volume 2 is finished. So, I mean, that game's just got absolutely shed loads of content, hasn't it? So, I don't know. Are you, were you surprised by this? Are you happy by it? Are you hoping for another Kid Icarus game? Oh, I, I appreciate so much that you just said that because <laughs> um, I would have happily had another Kid Icarus over a Smash Brothers. Uh, which is controversial yeah but I I mean I didn't even unlock all the characters on Smash Brothers I actually played it to a point and got a bit fed up which again this isn't a Gary's Gripes episode I promise you guys (laughs) it really isn't but the one thing I wanted them to nail on Smash Brothers was the online and it didn't get nailed (laughs) do you know what right so I've disagreed with you in the past on this about the Smash Online but I was playing some last week and it is bad yep but it's not it's not lag as you normally know it, it's input lag that's the kicker. Yeah. Like, it, everything moves smoothly, but the input lag makes it a pain in the backside. There's a really good enjoy. video by Wolf Den. I, I, if anyone's listening, they want to know about the lag, go watch that, because the video's brilliant. It breaks down exactly why the lag's there and why it's so bad. Uh, really good video. Um, just go check that out. But basically, uh, I... I, I, I I'm happy that it's the last set of the DLC because to me, the way that people see Kojima as like this genius in gaming is how I see Sakurai. I think he's done an amazing job with Smash Brothers, but I think he did an even better job with Kid Icarus. Uh, not to say that Kid Icarus is the most perfect game ever or anything. I just feel that it was a really good, unique game. And I, I, I want him to do his own thing. I would actually like him to do his own IP from the get-go, whether it's dark and gritty, whether it's a normal Kirby sort of happy Nintendo sort of title. I, I just want to see Sakurai just open up his mind, uh, let go, have Nintendo give him the freedom to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, I'm sure that he would make one of the greatest games ever, if that was the case. Not that he hasn't already with Smash Brothers, but I, I think he could make... like. I'd love to see him tackle like the one player, the big adventure, the big one player adventure, like a Zelda sort of thing. And I think that he would, uh, I think he'd blow it out the water. I really do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think if if nothing else, Smash Brothers shows just like how talented the guy is. Mm-hmm. The way I mean, there's I think when DLC, when the uh, Fighters Pass Volume Two finishes, there'll be eighty six characters 
yeah. in total in Smash Brothers. That's including Echo Fighters, and if you include if you count Pokemon Trainer as three, um, but to balance eighty six fighters in one game is like just crazy. And we all moan about the number of Fire Emblem characters, including Sakurai, uh, but the just the the t- the difference between like have so many characters. Obviously, there's going to be a few that are similar, and there's a couple of Echo Fighters and stuff with a roster that big, but there is such a huge variety of fighters in that game, um, and it's it's perfect to play online aside. Uh, so yeah, I think I'd quite like to see him do. I'd almost like to see him do a, an arcadey like bayonetta-y type kind of thing. I feel yeah. like that would be like right up his alley, and I think he could do something really cool and just like that. And I'm with you, yeah. I'd like to see him do is like a brand new IP and, and it, see what I can. If you guys never with. checked out Kid Icarus Uprising. It is the best Star Fox game that's ever been made. <laughs> Give him a new Star Fox game. Let him do that. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, it's done. I mean, how did Platinum miss the ball? I mean, we know why Platinum missed the ball. Hot take time. Here we go. <laughs> Gary's on the gripes again. <laughs> we know why Platinum missed the ball with that, right? Because because Miyamoto forced upon them the motion controls and the, the motion controls weren't the problem. Everybody says it's the motion controls. The motion controls were not. The motion controls were fantastic. It was the two screens that ruined that game. Right? Yeah. Platinum had a Bayonetta level which was the best Star Fox game <laughs> that wasn't a Star Fox since Kid Icarus. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, those, the, the sections of Star Fox Zero where you didn't have to use dual screens were awesome. Yeah, they were, yeah. And I yeah, think, but I, I agree. I think that Sakurai would do a, a fantastic job of Star Fox. Just give it him or F Zero. You know what? Just just let the man have Nintendo. Oh, just give it him F Zero. Yes, that'd be so good. Okay, and so to our topic this week, uh, I want to I want to have like a positive chat, uh, which wasn't going to be related to the fact that we've moaned about everything all all episode, but I think generally the topic is usually shrouded negativity because it does suck yeah so on the topic of nintendo switch online rather than moan about how bad it is and it sucks what could we what could nintendo do to improve it how could they make the service better how could they help us get our money's worth if you like if we don't already through the ness and snares games which some argue we might um but what would for you like what could nintendo do to nintendo switch online to that service to really make it like yeah, bang stand out. And I want to add a add a little thing to this, right? There's no changes to hardware, so we're not gonna say release a new controller with a headphone jack because that's been done. We all know that. We all know that, right? Um, yeah. So just want to throw that out there. It's the current service as is, and the mobile app included. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they could do uh, a different tier. I think that like expecting too much from the little that we pay is stupid. In a, in some senses, right? Because we we pay next to nothing compared to everybody else out there. Um, but like I moan about the Switch Online as well because I I mean I've moaned about everything else this episode, so I may as well <laughs> chuck that in as well, right? But um, for the money that you pay, the only thing that's really terrible about it is literally the the main two games, which are Mario Maker and Smash. They do not run what right, but that. I don't think that's actually down to the online. I think that's I, they could do with servers or something, but I think that's down to how they've programmed the games to be. Because you've got old games like Mario Kart and Monster Hunter on this system, which run perfect, right? 
you don't have a problem with them. Mario Kart very rarely have problems with. It'll boot you out of a race more than you'll see something go wrong in the race, um, which I prefer. Uh, so I don't think that that part of it is actually wrong. Like I think that that's down to the game. So we'll cast that aside as well. I think that they should open up chat if they can, party chat. Um, and stuff like that like party chat should be on the phone as well and let you freely talk to people in games and not restrict you to groups and stuff like they do in Splatoon so you should be able to have like a general party chat I think that uh, they should have another tier like I said which would do a Nindy Pass right like Games Pass on the Xbox except we could still make this cheaper right it still doesn't have to be as, as much as it is on the Xbox and basically do the same thing. It's a Netflix for indies where you get so many, you get a hundred indies at all times. There will always be a hundred and uh, they rotate in and out as, as you go along and you get discounts. If you want to buy them uh, in their full, full versions, you get a discount on that. Uh, and I also think that um, there should be other rewards, but I'm just not quite sure of what they would be yet. Because I think that people always want the old Nintendo Club to come back, Club Nintendo, whatever you want to call it, with the physical rewards. But I think from a business point of view that that was a terrible idea. Like, I really do. And now people's expectations are so high from that that, like, they expect trophies and badges and mouse mats and stuff like that. But what, what, what they really need to do is bring this service back to the gamers. Because at the moment, I think that the NES and SNES games are a nice addition. Um, if you're younger, they're brilliant. If you're older like us, two oldies, then they're not so good because we played the majority of the games. We own them a hundred times. Like it's the usual story going on and on and round and round and round that you always hear. Um, uh, I would like to see more consoles on. I think it would reach its worth if N64 or GameCube games are on there. But at the same time, I think I would rather them be in a collection instead of on the Switch Online. So I think the Nindies Pass as an extra tier would be the best thing for them to do um, and to give you some better discounts on actual uh, digital games as well. So that, that's an interesting suggestion because in Japan, of course, they've been doing this uh, this what's giveaway. Well, not quite giveaway, but I think for the past sort of couple of months, each month there's been a, a game that you can play for free. Uh, and it started with Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker in December, I think. And then in January, they had uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, and then this one, there's been Dead Cells, which yeah. is an indie game. Um, and then I think you do get a, a discount if you decide to buy the game after that, if you don't finish it within that month. Um, or you want to carry on playing it. Something like Dead Cells obviously lends itself to replayability. Uh, I don't quite understand why they haven't rolled that out in other regions. Like, I think having that element uh, brought to other regions that would that would make it worth the money for me. And I kind of think it's worth the money anyway because, like you say, it doesn't cost a fortune. And I do think the Nessus SNES games pretty much cover that off, along with the ability to play online. Like, even if it could be better in some places. Um, I'm with you as well. I do think just generic party chat. Just let let me send text messages to my Switch, Nintendo Switch friends using the app. Like you're gonna let me do it in Animal Crossing anyway. Why don't I just put it in the app uh, and just let me send to to whoever's on my friend list? I think that would be 
uh, a welcome addition. But yeah, I think I'm with you with the with Nindy's pass, or it's it's essentially the the games with gold, isn't it? That Xbox do or the the freebies that PlayStation do each month. You know, they they give away like three three games, but we're paying a, a lot more for those services. So yeah, why not just roll out that one game a month that's free? That's a a big maybe it's a big first party or third party game, something that's been out for a couple of years. And you go, no, you, do you know what? Like here, here, how play Breath of the Wild for a month for free? I mean, well, you're not going to see most of that game in, in the space of a month, are you? But I think I think that's that's how you nail it. So yeah, do you know what? This is worth a twenty quid. Of, a month, a year even. I will touch on, we did have that service with the free games over here at one point. I don't know if you remember, but Mario Tennis Aces was free for a while. And it was, but it was only free for like four or five days. And yeah, that's not enough. it was weird, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was kind of like a demo, but yeah, it, I mean, right, it, it was, was only for Switch Online subscribers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the entire game. You did have the entire game there, but yeah. it was for such a short time that it was almost pointless because I didn't even get to boot it up in that time. I downloaded it uh, remotely through the app on the phone, which, again, the mobile app could let you purchase games, right? Which it doesn't at the minute. It doesn't let you redeem codes. It doesn't let you purchase games. It doesn't let you look at the eShop. All that could be added to it as well. But it wasn't for long enough. And I think that... Um, if they do that sort of service again over here, it needs to be for longer. It needs to be at least a month for each game, uh, yeah. not just a, a week. It, it, I mean, it's stupid, right? Because it's basically you may as well just give someone a demo and let them play that first level for as many times as they want. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many possibilities that the Switch Online could, could do and could have. And actually being tied to a mobile app, is something that's really good. Xbox does it and does it really well. Um, you can even use it as a remote on the Xbox to to use your DVD player on there, right? Yeah. Um, the Switch one could be could be great. I don't think it ever will be. Um, but I mean, we can always hold it hope. But I mean, if you got if you look at it now, I would say the Switch is halfway through its life. Um. They haven't done any substantial upgrades to this mobile app, and the games that do use it at the moment are not great. Um, but I want to hold out hope that they will actually use this app for more than what they're doing right now. I mean, I don't know why it's not all in one. Why my Nintendo Rewards aren't in there as well? I think this everything. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this is the thing with with it is like when they first announced, like, oh, yeah, okay, the Switch Online stuff is going to be done through an app on your phone. It's kind of like, oh, that's a bit dumb and a bit daft. But, you know, okay, when you start thinking about it, okay, they could do some cool stuff and it it could work if it's a little bit of a pain, but it could work well. And it does just seem to have been abandoned. Like, they've not really done anything with it. The only games that have the specific services are Mario Kart and Splatoon and, and now Animal Crossing that's coming. But I, it amazes me that they didn't even add, like, a Mario Kart thing on there or or they or no like third party support for it although you know there's plenty of third party games that just put voice chat straight into the game and you can mm. just do it natively which makes life easier anyway um but it does it just seems to be underbaked and like i think the stuff they do with animal crossing could get a little bit more use out of it but it it does seem to be one of those things where nintendo have they haven't really followed through on it yeah, I, th- I think they might have realised themselves that not having the game audio with the chat is a big mistake. Because if you go- you're in a house with more than one person, 
right if, if you're alone you can have the phone on loudspeaker with your tv there on full blast as well and it's fine i mean it's irritating for the other person on the other end but you know um but i mean with splatoon as well there was there was something else that i wanted them to add i mean this we're going a little bit over in length on this episode but i think this is a, a meaty discussion so i think it deserves to be talked about a little bit more uh there was one thing that i wanted on the app um because i didn't use the shop on it and looking at map rotation like i have my issues with map rotation on splatoon anyway like i think it should be abolished and it should be like mario kart um but the one thing that i really wanted from the phone app was those mini games of splatoon 1 yeah and they didn't put them in and like i think that games like assassin's creed black flag when you had that like naval combat thing on the phone and it talked to the game and then when you went back to the game you got loads of rewards that's what's missing off this app that's what could make this app amazing they only have to be the most stupid little dumb games out there right another candy crush clone because we haven't played millions of them another columns another dr mario thing right just to have something to do with the game some little tiny thing i mean even if it was breath of the world and you had a big map right and it was a game of find the Korok seed which would be irritating but it's still something to do right or just have the um the the battleships thing from wind waker on there yeah boom yeah exactly yeah but like i mean even if they used it as a, a a mirror, like they like the uh, smart glass did with Xbox, and they had like uh, it was basically like the Wii U gamepad, you could use it as a map. Imagine playing Zelda, and that was a map as you were running around Zelda. That's the sort of thing that I wanted from this app, and it's just it's fallen a little flat. So I think it's got a lot of potential there. I don't think it'll happen for the Switch. Just just to put my hands up in the air, I don't think it will. Uh, I don't think it'll happen for the next console either, but. I'd like to think that these little things could happen and that Nintendo could put them in and like really, really tie the phone to it because they have their own mobile games, right? Mitomo was the perfect game that was wrong because Mitomo could have been used with this app. Mitomo should have been integrated into this into this app. And as you play the games, you unlock stuff for the Mitomo house and the Mitomo house and character got more and more expansive, and, like, that became your avatar for everything and stuff like the Mies were before. And, like, I really think that Mitomo was, like, a missed opportunity, and I think that this app could have been the perfect start for Mitomo again. And, like, just, yeah, I'm, I'm living a dream now. Basically, we want Animal Crossing, but with a mean, right? <laughs> on the phone. Do you, do you, you've just, you just made me think, do you know what would have been perfect on there? Miiverse? Yeah, Miiverse, yeah. Like that, you know, Miiverse was actually like quite active on the Wii U for the, you know, seven people who had one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I used I to use that like, on the phone as well and it was great, right? Yeah. And like, you know, if you had, if you replicated Miiverse or did something like that, had a forum or something like that in the app, that, that would have been so cool. And it, it would have, yeah, it, it does. It does feel like a missed opportunity, but there are, there are some cool little things in there that Nintendo could possibly do to make Switch Online. Just that little bit better. And Animal Crossing will be the leader of this. Animal Crossing yep. will be the best game on this app. And I will put my hands down and say that I think it will be the only app worth having on this on this uh, service. Yeah. And the, it'll be the reason why you decide to buy Animal Crossing in the end. And <laughs> 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 uh, that about wraps up for this week. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the extra five minutes or so that we've gone over here. Uh, 
If you did enjoy this, be sure to check out the NintendoVillage.com because we've got tons of other cool podcasts on there, including a cool-ass Nindy show, if you like your Nindy stuff, and Nintendo Nostalgia, which checks out all the classic games that we used to play as young children. Uh, Gary, where can people find you on Twitter? You could find me at Gary's Gripes. No, uh, at FlatCapGary. <laughs> and look, look, I'm going to say this to you guys now. Anybody listening, we want to hear from you, right? We want to hear from you, so... In whatever way you want to contact us, at Village Nintendo on Twitter, there's the Facebook page, there's YouTube. Just just give us a shout. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us how we can improve. Tell us where we're wrong. Tell well, I know I'm wrong a lot, so you can <laughs> you can fire away all you want. I can take those bullets. We want to hear from you guys, right? We want to know that yeah, people absolutely. are out there and that and that we can have a discussion and maybe we'll start introducing some uh, some community topics as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're Christ, we're 20 episodes in now, which seems to have flown by um so yeah we'd, we'd love to get some feedback from you guys let us know what you like about the show what you don't particularly like what you think it does well what you think we could do better uh you know all that stuff is very very welcome and you could t- tell me all that stuff at phil myth on twitter as well so yeah get in touch and we shall catch you all next week Bye bye